And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo. Of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bullshit. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. It is Wednesday evening as you watch this. Uh, Who knows when you listen to this, but it is Wednesday afternoon as we record this. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and a first-time guest... A defop of some degree and a, uh, a very highly regarded scribe, E.J. Smith of the Philadelphia Inquirer. How are you, E.J.? That was quite an intro. I am maybe not as well regarded as you would suggest, but I am a loyal listener and I'm excited to be on the podcast. I appreciate you guys having me, even if the motivation may have been slightly um, tainted, if you will. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, as you say, you are a loyal listener. I think this uh, is a clear declaration of your loyalty to this show as the best uh, Eagles podcast there is, as everybody knows. So we appreciate that. No comment. <laughs> exactly. I'm doing great. Uh, now we're picking this up midway through, so we've already established how I am, right? No, this is the open of the show. Oh, this is the open when of the show. We said that <laughs> uh, doing well. Excited for this podcast then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I did the hello, everybody. You know that that's the... <laughs> I didn't know if you were if you're saying hello everyone out of break or being ironic because we're here together, but okay, we've established that. Should we reset and do it over again? No, okay. it's live. Okay. Okay. Uh, EJ, obviously, we can get to we can get to some EJ stuff. We can get to you know the real reason you're here, but but let's let's open this by talking football because I know that that's what Zach wants to do. Um, the the Jalen Hurts obfuscation. Now we 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 could send it to the Stone Cold Newsman, uh, but why don't we just get into this? Um, this idea that there's a chance that he could play this week. Uh, he's called day to day. We don't know if Gardner Minshew is going to play. What do you make of this whole situation, AJ? Do you buy it? I think it's gamesmanship. I mean, the way you should look at it is like Nick Sirianni has every reason to lie about this, and most other people don't have every reason to lie about this. Uh, it's a competitive advantage. Nick Sirianni is big on competitive advantages, as we've known from watching, you know, talking to him the last couple of years. Um, so no, I don't think he's going to play. We were just at practice. He was not. Jalen Hurts was not at practice. Um, and I do think that honestly, we can get into this later if you want. But I do think that actually. Jalen not playing could be beneficial for the Eagles because they were going to have to be kind of coy about this game in the event that the Cowboys, you know, see if they see the Cowboys in the playoffs at some point, now they can kind of just go 
Gardner Minshew game, throw whatever Gardner likes out there, you know, kind of keeps the games a little bit muddy, you know, if they, if they do see each other in the playoffs. But, no, I don't expect to see Jalen this Saturday. I don't expect to see Jalen until the playoffs, to be honest with you. Uh, now, I say that understanding as Nick Sirianni very bluntly stated, he's built differently than Nick and you and me, maybe not maybe EJ. Not EJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that Jalen, they he's say he's a, a – that's, that's true. They say he's a they say he's a fast healer, number one. But in in addition, he's someone who likes to play. He wants to be out there. He's in the middle of an MVP race. Perhaps part of this is protecting Jalen from Jalen, right? And, or even placating him and making it. Yeah, and it's like Jalen, we're going to do everything you can to play. But then when you get to it, because if if you recall before the Jets game last year that Minshew started, Jalen declared on Wednesday of that week that he was going to play. And then Jalen, of course, did not play. They had a bye week the following week. So Jalen missed two weeks effectively. But Jalen was saying he was I think that he was going to play. So I think uh if if they tell Jalen, no, you're on the shelf until the playoffs, I don't know if Jalen would take that very well, right? Yeah, I mean there are there are like a million reasons why it makes no sense for Jalen Hurts to play this week. Um, you know, the magic number is one, they don't need to win this game. They could give him two weeks off, and if they lose both games, then he could play week 18 if they need that win. Uh, if we're talking about the throwing shoulder of a quarterback, not only in terms of like not messing that up for what could be a Super Bowl run, but this is a guy you're probably going to pay in the offseason. Uh, Zach, you you mentioned the other day that you know Nick Sirianni's been through the Andrew Luck thing. It's a different injury, but you're still talking about the quarterback's shoulder. Um, and for the thing for the reasons you stated, like you might see this Cowboys team again. It is like it would be like borderline malpractice if, if he plays this week, I feel. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I just feel like, especially with that first Cowboys game, was a Cooper Rush game, and now, you know, that film is kind of muddy. I do. I think you give the Cowboys 60 minutes of Gardner Minshew tape to chew on if, in the event that you see them down the road. Um, you know, it's just I don't really see any of the upside in it. I mean, I think that we can talk about if, he, if he's out for the remainder of the regular season, comes back in the divisional round with what would it be, four or five weeks off? I think you could start to talk about that, you know, that rest versus rest factor. But, I mean, the Eagles have a track record of prioritizing rest going into these situations, and I do think that they probably, you know, don't see it the way that maybe some of the fans do, where it's like, okay, he needs to be able to get back into a rhythm. You know, I could see him getting a half against the Giants if he's healthy, but, you know, more than that, I mean, it's hard to see it. I mean, he was he was going to be rusty regardless, right? Because yeah. if you were going to sit him week 18, there was going to be two weeks there anyway. So I – I don't put as much into the rust factor as 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 you're hearing that. Vacation guy. <laughs> yes. You uh, will not take like four days off writing because you feel like you're going to lose your touch. You don't feel that there's any rust factor with Jalen Hurts taking a month off. <laughs> well, there could be injury effects, right? I mean, I I think those are real. But but my point about the rust factor is it's if you get the first round by, you you obviously are not playing the week before. Yeah. And then you probably aren't playing week 18 anyways. If he was completely healthy, I can't imagine they would have thrown him out there unless there was a statistical benchmark that he was trying to achieve. So what's, I mean, when I say what's the difference between three weeks and five weeks, where it, obviously two weeks is the difference, but still you're, you're going to be relatively rusty there. So I, uh, the difference between two weeks and five weeks is two weeks. No, three weeks and five weeks. I said three weeks. We're not math yeah. I said three. I mean, we're, we're big. Yeah. Did I say two? I thought you said three. 
but thank you. Yeah. You see, now you know what it's like. Where, where, yeah. The other day, by the way, it, I I was listening back to the podcast and I said, I made a very benign statement where I, I said a day without or a day with pizza is better than a, a day without pizza. And Bo was like, well, what if you if you get a million dollars on the on the day without pizza? Well, yeah. Yeah, but that was like it was totally unrelated to the point that I was making. Um, in any event, uh, I'm I'm not putting as much stock into the rust factor. I do put stock into what you were saying about what they were showing or or what they would show because it would behoove the Eagles not to empty the cupboard. And and you mentioned this being a, a Gardner Minshew game. What a spot for Gardner Minshew, pending free agent uh, who has started games in his career, but this is a decent free agent quarterback class for like that type of quarterback for kind of the fringe starter type. And if you're in this situation, you're going up against a really good defense. Uh, And last year when he went 20 of 25, he didn't have AJ Brown. Like they're still going to play their starters, I I presume. So I'm pretty intrigued to see a Gardner Minshew game in this spot. You know what's funny? I was thinking about like, I think there's a chance that today, at practice is the very first time the Gardner Minshew throws a pass to AJ Brown. Like <laughs> all summer, never. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen Hurts is the only guy. I mean, that stuff doesn't really matter. It's AJ Brown, but it's just funny. Like even AJ Brown yesterday mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, like I'd be lying to you if I said I know like what his strengths are. I barely like barely play with the guy." They got that Mississippi connection though. Yeah, well, how far do you think that takes though? <laughs> I mean, that, you never know, right? Okay, let's get Jamar Cheney out here and see what happens. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was a good line to say Gardner's from what Brandon, Mississippi. And you have, of course, AJ Brown from Starkville, Mississippi. Yes. So gotta play, gotta play Zach Strikes here, you know. <laughs> EJ, what's your favorite part of the podcast? My favorite part of the podcast. Actually, it is the personal questions you asked Zach that make him uncomfortable. Don't now, don't do, right don't now, encourage so him. Don't encourage him. Yes. Uh Zach, you've uh you've told the story of BJ keeping you up late at night. Uh, you want to let that in on the list, let the listeners in on that? It's quite an introduction to that story. Uh, EJ uh, wrote a terrific story in the in, in, on the Philadelphia Inquirer um, leading up to the Texans game uh, and Jalen Hurts' background uh, in Houston. And yeah, it's a story I would have liked to write, and he did a good job with it. And so, as as someone who who is competitive on the beat, it kept me up at night. Now I've quite literally kept EJ up at night um, for for <laughs> for different reasons. EJ used to have to edit my newsletter when I was at the at the Inquirer, so I I suppose it serves me right that I lost sleep because of EJ because EJ's literally been held back from sleeping because I've been taking too long to write. Honestly, um, and I'm not saying this because I'm on the pod, and I don't want to start any inner pod wars here either, um, which we'll get to later, but um, I worked up to Zach for a long time. so honestly, Not literally, I, though. I was not going to do this. But, um, no, Thank I, you, I Jeff. really did enjoy your uh, newsletter. Rest in peace to that newsletter. So. How clean was the copy, though? Very clean. Zach's copy's good. You should know that, right? It's fine. <laughs> my copy is clean. Okay, my cop, my copy is clean. Copy. Uh, I a little what? Is it most of the time? <laughs> well, most of the time, meaning if it's if it's not like three in the morning and we're exchanging emails. Yes. Okay. Always happy to read the newsletter. 
give us give us a little bit of the uh, the broad strokes of the EJ Smith rise. How did, uh, how did you get here? How did you get to editing the newsletter? And how did you uh, get to keeping Zach up late at night? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a rise necessarily. Um, I went to Temple, and when I graduated, my like if you if you knew me in college, you would have been like, this guy's kind of weird because like, well, for a lot of reasons, but. For the I most, think everybody is a little bit weird. <laughs> but mostly because I was like obsessed with like making sure I had a job when I graduated, and like I just did anything I could. To That's a good goal. It was <laughs> the goal. Um, yeah. And when so basically what that turned into is I was working part time high schools for the Enquirer, and like I just my determination was like I'm gonna just never leave the building in hopes that they're like, hey, this guy needs a job. Like you know, once he graduates, which worked out my favor. Um, so I was like, I did a lot of like little odd jobs at the Enquirer for a long time, like high schools copy editing, production, um, newsletter editing, stuff like that. So I was on the desk for a long time. And then eventually I started covering like recruiting and high school sports. And then, um, you know, eventually moved up into covering general assignment, like pro sports. Um, okay, keep talking. Keep talking. So, <laughs> so eventually I just like, I was covering the Eagles in a general assignment capacity. And then, uh, you know, fortunately I must've done okay. Cause they were, they decided, all right, this guy's just going to stick on Eagles and, yeah, now uh, I compete with you guys, which is exciting because, you know, I've been reading both of you guys for a long time and, you know, hopefully I can keep you up at night every once in a while because otherwise I don't think I'm doing my job right. So, yeah, I think that's fair. So, the, <laughs> no, I, I feel bad asking personal questions. I, I would like to keep professional. I'm an open book. Okay, so I, I, I actually think because there was a running joke on the podcast dating back, I think, to maybe Sirianni's hire or, or something. when. Uh, Bo and Sheila had asked me how to so and so meet his wife. Okay. And I got to say, you have one of the great stories for how you met your wife. I do. So I met my wife as a sophomore in high school. We went to middle school together, but I didn't actually know her until she got a job at the local ice cream shop, which I was already working at. Yep. Um, and my best friend at the time had a real crush on her. <laughs> so, like, I'll never forget, like, she walks into the, like, the staff meeting and, like, you know, like after work, he's like, "Oh, she's like gorgeous, isn't she?" I was always, I was you like, cucked your best friend. Well, he has <laughs> years, years opportunity. Um, and like when I, I, I don't want to get too into this. So yeah, like, well, I mean, he we're here. Wanted to name his like little sister after my wife when they were in like elementary <laughs> school together. Um, but yeah, so I gave him plenty of window, plenty okay. of opportunity. And then when we went to college, actually. Like, Julia and I had become very, very good friends. Like, you know, we were really close all through high school. And then it was almost like the second we went away to college, it was like, yeah, we should start dating. And it was like the most inconvenient time for us to start mm -hmm. dating. She went to the University of Delaware. I went to Temple. Um, so we were like 45 minutes away. I mean, away. it could have been less convenient. True. But the foundation of our relationship was mm -hmm. formed literally at an ice cream shop, um, which is kind of fun because, like, when we go back, we're like little celebrities. Like, <laughs> people are like people who met here like you know we did our engagement photos there That's so fun. um so yeah it's a fun story this, the place is called Tuolans in Eagleville Pennsylvania it's like good plug place. good yeah. plug and is that other guy still your best friend we're friends <laughs> we're not <laughs> best friends yeah. <laughs> yeah I think he probably harbors a grudge I don't think so I think he's happy for us he's got a beautiful wife and kids now I think I think we both want I think we both okay want. fair enough happy with how it turned out. now uh we talked about this um, on uh, a cameo yes. that was delivered uh, to you by a friend. So in a another example of your fandom and um, uh, support of this show that uh, a friend of yours got you a cameo from us, 
But uh, Zach talked about the the ice cream. You, you didn't get to enjoy the smells. You're a man with no with no smell. Pre COVID, no sense of smell, um, which is something that you roasted me for in the cameo. Shout out to my friend Dan because he's he's hurting right now. I beat him in fantasy football, um, uh, which, which was the impetus for the yes. for the cameo, right? I think he also wanted me to just feel bad because I was down with COVID and you know, take me on down. Um, one quick funny story about the fantasy football thing. The bet was actually I made I made a bet with him that if I beat him in the playoffs, I could name his soon to be born daughter the middle name. I could just have the middle name. Okay. Um, and he told me that he could have my dogs if he won. Um, so we never signed off them. It's off signed off on it, but I would like to hold him to that uh, publicly now. So. <laughs> and what are we gonna when are we gonna name the middle name? What so are we thinking? my first name is actually Ernest. Um, and I thought Ernest, as we know from a former sponsor, Ernest. Yes. yes. Which it was always unsettling hearing you guys say <laughs> Ernest on the podcast. But and not then, as unsettling as it as it is for Elliot Shore Parks every time the press box announcer is like uh, Elliot on the kick. And he's yeah, yeah. Time he's like, right. I am, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was thinking Ernestine might be a good one. Um, I also mm. think that Everett would be fun because I've been trying to trade him George Kittle all season. He keeps saying no, and he lost in part because of Everett is his tight end, mm. and he's not, not the best at that position. So those are the two leading candidates for uh, for little Lonsdale, baby. Okay, what about Marissa? Marissa's great. We know is it going to be a girl, or so I think it's a girl, yes. okay. So Marissa's great name, could be Marissa. Okay, what, what did you have to say, Zach? What did I have to say? Yeah, look, you you were just trying to jump in earlier. No, I I, I was trying to steer the conversation back toward football, but EJ seems to be enjoying the the, uh, the personal question. So now you play you play a little high school ball. I did a little. His emphasis on a little. I played one year of varsity. EJ football. has has something in common with both the quarterback and the head coach here. Coach's son. What? Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, knows how they're wired. Exactly. Coach for my pretty much my entire. And you only got one year. He only got one year out of you. Played for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I think neither of us wanted that. I played at the like crosstown rival of my dad. Oh. And they beat us every year. So you are you are familiar with family rivalries and crossing sides. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Let's keep that in mind. So whenever Nick. Uh, a classic turncoat, it turns out. Uh, I I don't want to use the term rationalizes. Whenever Nick a, a explains that, that he can coach Jalen Hurts tough because he's a coach's son, yeah. do you nod in agreement or do you say that's a cliche? I don't think it's a cliche. I okay. mean, you have, that, you have that thick skin to be a coach's kid. Um, and I don't know if I have thick skin, but <laughs> uh, I can understand the, the – you know, So when does so – I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Um when do you think that shift occurs? Because maybe it's it's like a stereotype, but when you're in little league, you always think, oh, well, the coach's kid, he plays shortstop. Like, yeah. you know, is, is that a fair assumption to make sometimes that like the coach's kid almost gets favored? But then it kind of shifts, I think, when you're in, oh, I'll, 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 I'll let you tell it, middle school? Okay. Yeah, probably middle school is when you start getting chewed out for the things you're doing wrong. And like, mm. you just like, I think the biggest thing that being a coach's kid is like is your dad is or your mom or your dad is really good at yelling at people. Like mm-hmm. I think that is really was your father a like a, a yelling type coach? Not like shouting and like okay. screaming. He like it's like talking through the teeth angry for him. Okay. So he wasn't Sirianni versus Washington last year. No. He's, okay. Like he's less boisterous, I would say. Okay. But, he gets his rage across just fine, um, I would say. Okay. Uh, if you want to talk a little football. Do you prefer this or do you prefer the football? This talk? Yeah, whatever you guys want. We can talk some football. Yeah. 
how do you expect the the like offensive game plan to change with with Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts if that's what it is? Um, I mean, I expect if you look at like the average depth of tar- the average depth of target between the two, Gardner's a lot shorter throughout his career. He is um, obviously the run game changes a lot. Um, I could see like the effect lingering not just in like you know quarterback running stats, but just the overall rushing stats because of the way that, you know, James Hurts reads the backside on his read and stuff like that. Um, although I was talking to Jordan Mylott about it, he seemed to minimize that, that possibility a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, eh, Gardner can take off. But, I mean, the respect that you have to pay James. I think it would be very funny if they just came out with, like, a like Gardner Minshew runs on the first three yeah. plays. Like, like, oh, he's keeping it. Yeah. You're not going to respect yeah. it. He's going to pull it. Well, I think the first game he played in Jacksonville, he had nine carries. I could be wrong. I only you would know that. <laughs> I I should have looked that it up. Don't look at us like we also looked that up. Like, yeah, okay, sorry. Proceed. But yeah, in the passing game, I mean, I think that the AJ Brown slant and the Dallas Goddard tight end screen, those are quarterback agnostic plays to a certain mm-hmm. degree, and I think that Minshew's strengths align with those types of plays. You know, so I think a lot of the staples that we've seen from the Eagles' offense will probably be pretty similar. The biggest difference is that I don't know if Minshew airs it out down the sideline the way that Jalen Hurts has been able to do this year. You know, when they have those one-on-one matchups, you know, Jalen's been really, really good at hitting receivers on go routes or close routes. That might be a little bit less so with Gardner, but I think he makes up for it in other areas. So I, I honestly think, you know, I'm not going to give you guys a score prediction because I don't actually have one yet, but I do think the Eagles have a good chance to win the game even with Gardner. Yeah, I think they have a chance too. I think the biggest, uh, like, personnel difference to me is because – Jalen Hurts is not there to change the numbers in the Eagles' favor. I think you probably do see more like 12 personnel, more two tight end sets to try to help them out in the running game. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's a funny – I mean, this is this is not an original thing to say, but it is an ironic uh, test of the Micah Parsons thesis against Micah Parsons to see how this offense does with, with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I mean, it is funny. The Hurts versus the team debate, we're about to find out what the team looks like without Hurts. I mean – they're still a really talented group. Uh, you know, Gardner mentioned have them thrown to these receivers, but these receivers aren't the, the most difficult group of guys to throw to. I mean, they really create a lot of separation. And again, a lot of a lot of the stuff that AJ can do on underneath stuff, I think it will really, you know, complement what Gardner does. So uh so you mentioned before that the Eagles could see the Cowboys in the, in the playoffs, and it certainly looks that way if the Cowboys are the five seed and there's no upset in in the first round. I pause there because I'm trying to think of the exact terminology for post-game, even though I've been on this podcast now since 2019. Which are you rather? How many turkeys? Okay. Um, if I gave you all the teams in the, in the NFC, how many turkeys would you disperse for the team most likely to be, to be able to beat the Eagles? Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's always on a scale of 100, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I would give the Brock Purdy-led 49ers the lead on that. Um, so this is who you think is most likely to beat them or like who, who, beat beat them? Them? who, who are you most worried about? Okay. So the, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving to me to screw up games that make me <laughs> that, that I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure they're called, yeah. but what's this game called? Turkeys to the kingdom or <laughs> turkeys, turkeys to success. Yeah. Okay. So um, the most turkeys you allocate are to the team that's, that's most able. To You're most scared of. Most scared okay. of. Exactly. I would give the 49ers of Brock Purdy that 50. Um, I, I honestly would have given them like 60 or 70 when it was Jimmy G. But honestly, Brock has been playing well. And that I'm almost more scared of Purdy than Jimmy G. That chaotic, that chaotic yeah. energy, that like Nick Foles energy. Yeah, like I know that Jimmy G is going to throw a pick. Sure, yeah. And pumpkin at some point. Wait, real quick aside here. You're a draft guy. Leading into the draft, 
Bo was high on Brock Purdy. What were your Brock Purdy? Uh, I didn't have okay. Relatively speaking, he was like he was like the one day three guy I thought was interesting, but okay. that's. I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, I take lots of victory laps. I'm not going to okay. go all the way to victory lap on Purdy. Okay. But I, honestly, I would take that victory lap if I were you. But well, I've been right so many times. It's like <laughs> once in the first with friends. Um, I just think the 49ers match up really well with them across the board. Like when you look at like what kind of defense can stop the Eagles when Jalen Hurts is under center, it's like the 49ers have a pass rush. They have just the defensive front to combat the run. They have Fred Warner who can, you know, be a difference yeah. maker in the RPO game and in the zone read game. And they've Drake, got a, green lot of fly around. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a good secondary and they've got a really good coach. So uh, yeah, I would give the 49ers 50% of it. Um, from there, I'd probably give like the Cowboys like 30 just then. Um, I don't think the I don't think if the Eagles and the Cowboys play ten games, I don't think the I think the Eagles probably win the already of them, maybe six or seven of them. But you know, they're still a good team. I think yeah. they're trending in the wrong direction right now. I mean, yeah. you watch that Jaguars game and it's like sorry, Jaguars. It's right, Jaguars, yeah. Um I have, I have a, a bone to pick with you about the Jaguars. Let's hear it. Jaguars sounds like I'm trying to be southern and I'm not southern. No, but that's <laughs> no, that's what that's 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with Bo. I'm actually with Bo on this one. I think the way you're putting you're putting too much of a W in there when you say Jaguars. Jaguars. It's just Jaguars. Jaguars. It's just I feel like I've heard the British iteration of that word enough that I just am comfortable saying Jaguars at this point. Mm -hmm. Jaguars really is tough. Yeah, as as someone who did not realize that he could pronounce anything before I like like once I came on the show, I realized I I, I can't make any could like uh, correct pronunciation. Jaguars and Jaguars is one that I can. Well, it's interesting because I did see someone tweet um, earlier this week that anyone pronounced who. Yeah. So I guess you could never go on a show that he. I don't know. Is on because he he said you're his enemy. So. I am his enemy, but. Okay, that's good to know. Apparently, we'll keep that in mind. I mean, I mean, leave it to Bo to keep making allusions to a joke that no one understands right now. I'm playing the long game, yeah. Zach. <laughs> There's a payoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, and then anybody else? I'm not really fine with Vikings. Honestly, the Lions, frisky if they get in. Yeah. I can see that. Have to be the team twice, right? I can see the Lions. I wouldn't put much bet. I wouldn't put much uh, stock into Washington. Um, no. I know my game theory here isn't as good as your guys. You know, I, I listen to you guys. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. Maybe I can't even well as i should be but yeah that's uh that was that's how i would probably uh how, okay. how I, zach's still terrified of tom brady and aaron Rodgers, but well yeah i mean and i think the cowboys is like when i think about teams that can hurt you in in, in the playoffs and i go back to what ej said it's not a, it's not a seven game series it's one game okay and you know one game season if you can rush the quarterback which we know the cowboys can do and you can run the ball and therefore control the clock potentially uh if there's a turnover mixed in from the like that, that neutralizes the game. So I think the Cowboys would be a tough out in the postseason. And I actually think I don't think the rivalry stuff is why they're being like undersold, perhaps here. I think it more has to do with the recent history. There's this thought that oh, the Cowboys keep, keep coming up small in big spots. Well, you keep coming up small in big spots until you come up big in a big spot, right? It's like the Red Sox in in 2004, yeah. you know, and so. I take out past history, you know, nothing. I, I, I don't know if I take I out like past history. When I say this, but, but nothing that happened in the past would afford, like, influence you when you're on the field that day. Um, and so I think the Cowboys can be a tough out. I think the Niners are tougher, but I think that the Cowboys in a playoff game, that, that is a tough out because one game 
They can score. You've seen that. They can get after you. I mean, in terms of like taking up past history, I agree if we're talking about like historic records or something. But if you're talking about like a head coach with an, uh, an exhibited history of coming up small and not taking yeah. advantage of margins in big games, that matters. Okay. The other players on that team have similar histories. Like, I don't know. I think that I think that does matter a little bit. I think it is in their DNA. I mean, perhaps we'll find out, right? I think the Eagles are the superior team. And I agree with uh, I agree with EJ. I, I wasn't thinking in terms of 10 games. I was thinking seven games, right? I think the Eagles would win a seven-game series against the Cowboys. But one game, that's, that's where I said, getting after the quarterback, running the ball, those are, are, are two things that I know travel in the postseason. I think all this really speaks to how weak the conference is yeah. because we're talking about, you know, a team with a, the third string quarterback as the biggest threat to the Eagles in the conference. I mean, I, I think in any of these matchups, they'll be favored by a good amount, um, you know, barring like Jalen Hurts looking terrible whenever he returns. But but to Bo's point, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady would still terrify me in the playoffs, even if they're not playing well. Um, I and I mean, if he showed up, I would be like, because like that face is just so gaunt. <laughs> look, look, we don't need. That's why I keep it. That's why I keep a uh, a box of strawberries by my bed when I go to sleep every night, just in case the ghost of Brady just comes by. In case Tom Brady shows up in your house, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how you get him out. <laughs> you know, there's there's a great book about the Patriots that, that you can check out by Seth Wickersham that you, you could really learn about Brady there. And I think you 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 come off feeling differently about Brady after reading that book. You feel great about the writing, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I love Seth Wickersham. I don't feel like I need to think differently about Tom Brady. I'm I'm pretty comfortable in the way that I think about him. <laughs> okay, I we don't need to go down the uh, Brady rabbit hole here. Okay, all right, EJ, any uh, any final thoughts? I'm just bracing for what I know is coming. <laughs> no, there's no, nothing not else coming. coming. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, we thank you for uh, planting your flag with us as uh, the only podcast that matters. No comment. Again, I don't want any inner podcast wars or anything. Um, I told Zach earlier that I feel like Michael Scott, like when Jan wants him to testify against Thunder Mifflin a little bit, like, having to pick a side in all this. But uh, hey, there's nothing you've already picked. This is. <laughs> This, this is it. This is the pick. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I can own that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any anything from here is just sloppy seconds. I mean, <laughs> you agree, Zach? I'm uh, I'm I'm staying out of that. I I I don't want to give fighting words to any podcasts. I respect them all. I'm, you respect them all? I'm not, I, Every podcast? I respect. I listen to a, a lot of different podcasts and. Um, yeah, they, there's things I can take from many podcasts. So, yeah, you don't respect every podcast. Not every podcast that exists because I'm I don't listen to every podcast okay. that exists. But the podcast that you're discussing here, I respect it. Yes. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's some, like we don't need like Ben Shapiro's podcast let's, to yeah. be like respected <laughs> by you. Like, you know, okay, like, let's <laughs> let's 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 turn this on the bow for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do it. I don't know. Actually, I'm 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 not good at turning it on the boat. <laughs> you really felt like you had something there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, what do you so, love it? What do you what do you like him about him most? What? What do you like about Bo most? Um, what do you like? <laughs> what uh, was your gun? You're like, what do you hate about each? <laughs> so here, how about this? Let's 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 be honest here because I am I'm real into like feedback. Uh, 
I, I say whenever someone says to me, they listen to the pod, literally the first question that I ask is what can we do better? Um, what can we do better? Give us feedback. We have a listener on the pod. Most of our, our guests, I feel, don't listen to the pod, right? I mean, yeah, that's mostly yeah. true. Yeah. So, so what can we do better? Make us better. Uh, I really, you put me on the spot here. Um, well, this is what you do for a living. You put other people on the spot, right? So, yeah. But I'm not used to being on the spot <laughs> myself. Uh, no, I think you guys do a good job. Um, you the know, best job. I can thank give you. you. Be honest. All right. So I will give. Thank you. you. Yeah, I will let's give get you it out here. Compliment and then a constructive criticism. This is like a coaching point where they say like like sandwich it and give yeah, right. to. Yeah. No. I say just give us the constructive thing. We no, because I do. I think that the beginnings of your shows, like I like how they are light. I like how you guys kind of ease into it because you guys do have a good rapport. Uh, I think everybody enjoys how uncomfortable you get when he asks you personal questions. Seriously? Because yeah. I don't enjoy it, but okay. Um, I think that there have been times in the post-game pods about an hour and a half in where I'm like, what am I still doing here? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> by the way, that makes three of us. I'm going to speak for Marissa here. We can't see Marissa on the screen, but I, yeah. I, think that, I think that's for the three of us here. Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of love for you guys, but I'm not always down to the – I'm not always to the point in the pod where Spotify is kicking me to the next one. If that's – you know, if that's – my only criticism I can give you. <laughs> get out. <laughs> you get out. That's unacceptable. Uh, I'm sorry. We're ending on a bad note. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well likes the, he wants the compliment, though. He, he, I gave you the compliment. I like, he I likes like, that sandwich technique that they're doing in, in uh, Little League. Is, is that what it's called? I, uh, I, have no uh, okay. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I... I gave you the compliment up front. I don't think that this podcast works without your personality. No offense to Zach, but like, I think you're <laughs> always the engine that makes yeah. the podcast. Yeah, we're getting a little, we're getting a little navel gazy. Yeah. Lots of ego in this podcast, and you guys do a good job of making making it feel like you know we're a part. The 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 listener is a part of the uh, of the podcast. Well, that's why it's the best. The best. <laughs> you heard it from EJ. Thank you very much. Uh, EJ Smith of The Inquirer, thank you for joining us. We'll be back on the other side with more Birds with Friends. We've got some more uh, to talk about with regard to this game. We've got Super Sorecasting. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays to you, EJ. Happy everybody. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Uh, I think we I have some apologies to get to. Uh, I mean, the level of of uh, audio and video quality, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like we, uh, we brought EJ down. We brought the quality of the show down. Uh, so I'd like to apologize for that. 
And uh, it was really just the video. Once the your mic was connected, twelve minutes in. Yeah, the right? audio. The audio was not great. That's... Well, neither of you were giving e- EJ the mic, like putting the mic in front of him. So it's okay. We, we were trying. It was a it was a tough scene. But you know what? He had great stuff to say, and we're very glad that he chose to come on Birds with Friends. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how interesting any of that conversation was uh, for 35 minutes, but we did get him to plant his flag. So that's really all that mattered. Uh, Zach, how you doing? I'm well. I'm well. You I'm have some eager, notes, you said. You're, you, eager for this podcast. You're texting Marissa and I. Uh, yes. Text Marissa and me saying, uh, I got to get, I, I can't wait to get on. I got some notes. Let's well, hear those notes. No, we can discuss it off air. Um, what are you talking about? You said I can't wait to get on to give my notes. I I think that our audience deserves us talking football. We're all family here. Going on. I, I think there's 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 a, a lot of things we can learn from that. First off, uh, we should have had that as the close to the show. Like I I said when we started there, I I think it just would have made more sense to come on, talk about what's going on with the Eagles, and then finish the show with the interview as we've done with. Wow, you want to bury EJ, huh? It's not a matter of burying EJ. We didn't bury Kevin Nagandi. We didn't bury Tyler Dunn. We didn't, right? Um, but I, I think sequentially it would have made better. It, it would have been. An, it would have made a better podcast to come on, talk about. We can talk about the Jalen Hurts injury. We can talk about the Pro Bowl. Uh, I mean, EJ was a great guest and a great guy. We don't need to get into EJ's. <laughs> Um, the origin of his marriage before. I mean, you're the one who asked him the marriage question. (laughs) Okay. Um, Point being that uh, there, and then, yeah, if we're a visual medium here, which we are when we do this live, we need to be very cognizant of how it looks, the lighting, um, the, the background, certainly the video quality. There's, there's a lot there that we can improve upon. So, I will take that one on the chin, uh, and it we'll feels like you're, you're throwing that on my chin. How does or it mine. feel? Like, Just kidding. How does it feel like I'm throwing that at you? Because you're saying we did the order wrong. Yes, that doesn't mean I'm blaming you. I'm I'm simply saying it's 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 something I should have. And Marissa, up how do you about. feel? You feel blamed here? Well, I mean, I did pretty much everything besides send smoke signals that. The mic wasn't working, so um, <laughs> I tried yeah. texting. You oh, guys, that is not your fault at all. Yeah, that is, you guys. Yeah, and no, Marissa, you, you are. Marissa, I was gonna you know what? It was a different. I gotta say, you. it was a different experience. Like I'm, I'm used to like watching the the computer, seeing you guys there when you're doing the when you're yeah. doing the three of you in the same room, and I don't have the computer on me or my phone. It's you know. Yeah. We so. should have all been in different rooms on the computer. I uh, I think that that would have made for better quality. There's there's well a now lot you're blaming EJ because EJ had to cover the Pro Bowl at eight o'clock. He couldn't come on live with us. No, we could have been in different spots in the media house. I'm not blaming people. I'm accepting responsibility and I'm telling you what, what what we can do. Problems are solved more when you stop trying to allocate blame and start trying to figure out how to fix them. So this isn't a matter of blaming. This is a matter of improving. But a lot to discuss, including. Jalen Hurts, the Cowboys matchup in the Pro Bowl. Eight Pro Bowlers, nine alternates. Big, big news for the Eagles here. Okay. Well, we're 40 minutes into the show. It's probably time to get to uh, the big stuff going on. I'm going to bury the Pro Bowl a little bit, but you can talk about it. But this is a big week. You're so anti-Pro Bowl. (laughs) 
Well, like th- th- to say this is big news, like they're the best team in football. Of course, they have a lot of pro bowlers and and arguably one of the more deserving ones didn't make it. So uh, there is a lot to get to here, uh, even though, you know, we haven't really fully unpacked the Jalen Hurts injury um, because the last we spoke, we just said that um, his hands were numb and he got a little banged up. We sort of talked about it and maybe hinted at the possibility uh, that he had suffered an injury. But uh, it turns out that he has uh, that shoulder injury. And let's let's get this all wrapped up in a tidy little bow um, on the night that the GOAT, Jim Gardner, you know, lays down the mic. We send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman, uh, the second best newsman in Philadelphia. Zach, what's the latest with the birds? As was discussed at the top of the show, Jalen Hurts has a sprained right shoulder. The Eagles do not have a timetable for his return. They are not rolling him out for Saturday's game against the Dallas Cowboys, and neither is Jalen Hurts. He, as you heard at the top of the show, uh, wants to play, is preparing to play, so we will see what happens in the coming days. But Jalen Hurts did not practice today, which was their, their first full practice of the week, their biggest practice of the week. And it certainly doesn't look uh, like he's trending to play, but we'll see. Gardner Minshew was on the practice field today. He was not at practice. He was not at the walkthrough on Tuesday. He was paying his respects to his college coach, Mike Leach. Uh, And uh, the only other player who was absent at practice today was Zach Paschal. He has a concussion. um, So he's in the concussion protocol. Uh, since we last spoke, Dallas Goddard has been activated onto the 53-man roster, so no question. As he said, in terms of his status, he will play Saturday. As he said when I spoke to him yesterday, Dallas and Dallas has a nice ring to it, so expect to see Dallas Goddard. Uh, that's that's the top of the news segment. We should also say Reed Blankenship practicing. He'll play this week. Uh, the Eagles, as I teased, have eight Pro Bowlers and nine alternates. The eight Pro Bowlers are, and I'm going to read them to you here, Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Lane Johnson, Darius Slay, Miles Sanders, Landon Dickerson, and Hassan Reddick. For Hurts, Dickerson, Reddick, and Sanders, this is their first time making the Pro Bowl. The Eagles also have nine alternates, Rick Lovato, Isaac Sayamalu, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Mailata, Josh Sweat, and Devontae Smith. Also worth noting that, as we've discussed on a previous podcast, Dallas Goddard and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson were not on Pro Bowl ballots while they were on injured reserve, which obviously affected their candidacy. So that's that's the news from the studio, or that's the news from the field. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Um. Okay, let's let's talk about the Pro Bowl as if it matters for for a few minutes. Um, my only real gripe is that Javon Hargrave should definitely be in, and not that he isn't a good player, but but I think Glenn Dickerson is probably uh, a little over his skis and getting it's a little early for for him to be uh, on the Pro Bowl. He's been he's had some real highlights, but he's also probably had more. Um, Mes it seems like than than anybody on the on the offensive line. So I'm I'm gonna bring this up to you because I feel very strongly whenever this Pro Bowl conversation 
comes up uh, and so-and-so's definitely sh um, should be on, I say, who are you taking off? The interior linemen are Jonathan Allen, Aaron Donald, and Dexter Lawrence. Well, how many games has Aaron Donald played? I'll pull that up for you here. And I don't think that Jonathan Allen, I mean, I've Jonathan Allen doesn't knock my socks off either. So Aaron Donald has five sacks this season. He has played in 11 games. He's five sacks. Okay, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not going to not make it because he's Aaron Donald, but Javon Hargrave is more deserving. And what about Jonathan Allen? Uh, let me pull up Jonathan Allen's numbers here. here. Jonathan seven and Allen. a half sacks. Yes, Jonathan Allen, seven and a half sacks, and he has played 14 games this season. Yeah, I think those are both reputation-based. Uh, not that Hargrave shouldn't have that reputation either, but I'm glad that Dexter Lawrence made it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to say Aaron Donald shouldn't make it, but but I think Hargrave should be on. Um, and then it's also, as you meant, like, you know, Dallas Goddard and CJ Gardner Johnson aren't eligible for that, that whatever reason. Goddard should obviously be in. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, TJ Hawkinson's on. Goddard's way better than he is. Um, but otherwise, I think those all make sense. I agree. We're, I was a little. Surprised you think Lovato was maybe a little overrated? <laughs> I was surprised to see Landon Dickerson on there. Were you? Zach. I mean, I just said that. Okay. Yes. I said okay. Hargrave should be on there, and Dickerson probably shouldn't. Okay. He's had the okay. most missed assignments of anybody. His yes. eyes have been very high, but he has not been consistent. He yes, had a stretch of three games where he was bad. Okay. I was I was thinking about the Gardner-Johnson one there. Yes, Landon Dickerson. Correct. Agree with you there. Okay. Uh, who made the Pro Bowl for the Eagles, by the way? <laughs> okay. Guilty as charged. Fair enough. This is a concerning habit that continues to crop up. <laughs> I will. I will be better. I promise you. All right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about with regard to the Pro Bowl? Well, obviously, it, well, it's the most of any team in the NFL, and obviously the Eagles are hoping not to send those players to Las Vegas this year. They're hoping to make the Super Bowl. A.J. Brown was explaining the process in the, um, in the, in the locker room about how once you've, once you've like made the Pro Bowl and been to the Pro Bowl, you should probably pull out because – then you still you still get the nod of a Pro Bowler, but you also get to share that uh, like uh, description with whoever replaces you. It's like it's like you're you're paying it forward um, in terms of like Pro Bowl status. And AJ kind of Brown in the locker room today said that <laughs> no, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll sell that joke. Yeah, look, look, I, I, I should tell you, I am sorry about that. I, I have the opening of the show going through my head right now, and, um, but very low audio quality in your own head. Next play, next play, next play. Right, that's what they tell you. Next play. Uh, all right, Zach, let's let's um let's unpack the Jalen Hurts thing a little bit more because you know we sort of we talked about it mm -hmm. briefly with with EJ, but um certainly like the tenor of where this. 13 and one Eagles season sits has changed over the past three days. Um, you, you know, the, uh, the reports are that this is in the range of a two week injury. Um, I think that was Jeff McLean's initial report. Um, 
obviously the national guys had the original scoop within seconds of each other. I think you could sort of figure out how that works. Um, do you think that now, you know, Jalen Hurts said that he's going to try to play this week. Nick Sirianni said that he uh, is a superhuman healer. He heals differently. Uh, he's day to day. The the Eagles are still not ruling him out. We talked about the reasons why that would be ridiculous. But in terms of the big picture here, how much more worried are you about the Eagles? And if you had uh, how many turkeys on Sunday that the Eagles were going to go to the Super Bowl, how many fewer turkeys do you have now? This doesn't affect what I think of them as a Super Bowl team. So there's no there's no material effect. I will say um, there was there were whispers, rumors, however you want to frame it, of a collarbone injury before the sprained shoulder came out, right? A collarbone injury would have been catastrophic for their chances. So I don't want to say that they dodged a bullet here because they're only dodging a theoretical one, right? We don't know. If, 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 if that was on the table, but relative to what a shoulder injury could be a sprained shoulder, one would think is on the milder side that said, and where any concern I have comes in is a shoulder injury with a quarterback should never be taken lightly ever a shoulder injury with any person who throws something. If it's a pitcher in baseball, should there, there's no such thing as like a, a minor shoulder injury in baseball, right? I mean, you can you can rest it and rehab it, but you have to be careful. So uh, I don't know how Jalen is going to throw the ball. This is an injury that quarterbacks have recovered from quickly, but you mentioned when we were speaking to EJ how I referred to Andrew Luck, and, and that might have been a different injury. He, he was playing with, I believe, a partially torn labrum. Um, but in that case, he played through it. And it really affected him thereafter. And he had he missed a year. He had to relearn how to throw the football. Uh, so I'm I'm not saying one equals the other. What this I has happened saying, with Dak Prescott. This yep. happened with Jimmy G last year. He yep. played through the injury into the playoffs and then had labrum surgery, surgery in the offseason. And that's why they, you know, had a, had trouble trading him and why he was, you know, practicing away from the team for so long. Exactly. So that's why I'm I'm careful not to frame it like this is what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts because I don't know. I'm just saying when you have someone who throws a football, baseball, whatever throwing sport you choose, a discus, uh, a shoulder injury is is never something to just say, oh, that's no big deal. Did you ever do shot putt or discus as a kid? I did I, javelin. Oh, Whoa! I was gonna write that in the chat. Fun fact, yeah. People are always shocked by that when I say that. Like uh, at what what age? Like school. you yeah. did the javelin in high school. Yeah. That's awesome. How'd yeah. you do? I was like pretty decent. I went, had a few good years and then like a few bad years. But um I think I could throw it like I think I made it to like the top five in the county at one point. All right. So Michael didn't believe me. We had one in our garage uh, a few years ago and I whipped it out trying to do it again. And that was a very bad idea. I think I almost like tore every muscle in my arm. But yeah. Back it's, in the track it's, days. It's week 18. The Browns are playing the <laughs> Bengals for a spot in the playoffs. And uh, Jacoby Brissett is under center. And oh my God. DJ Reader just got stabbed by a javelin that got thrown from the stands. What is going on? 
Um, I agree with pretty much everything you were saying, Zach. Uh, the only thing I disagree with is is it does change my okay. expectation for them to make the Super Bowl it, because it's a variable that we don't know. Um, if Jalen Hurts was as healthy as he was a week ago, um, I I probably would have given the Eagles, I don't know, 65 turkeys to make the Super Bowl. That seems pretty aggressive, right? To make um, it or to win it? To make it? To make it. To, to okay. get out of the NFC. Um and that's probably too aggressive if you just look at like the the odds. Um, but that's like what it would have been like in my mind. And now I think it's I think it's much more like um somewhere between like 49 and 55. I don't know. Like it's just who knows? He, you know, you're uh you're factoring in Rust. It could he could have a month off. You're factoring in how does he respond? Now he played well in the game after it happened, but uh for all the other extenuating circumstances like there's there's adrenaline there's you know maybe something else involved potentially um i don't know it's just it it changes things and like you know what happens if um they they lose the next two games and he has to play in week 18 and uh something else happens i don't know it's just it 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 has it has changed the calculus i think no doubt about it I, i still think the eagles should feel good about themselves but like having your the guy who's been the best player on the team dealing with an injury, I think that matters. Fair. I agree. Uh, Jalen Hurts without a shoulder injury is more preferable than Jalen Hurts <laughs> with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, that said, and I, I mentioned this in our conversation with EJ, I don't buy the rust mm-hmm. argument because there was going to be rust anyways. He was going – they yeah, it's different degrees. but yeah. If it was – and. So this, uh, so this, so that's where I say, does anyone have the the magic number for Rust here, right? If he, if there was two weeks between games, if there were three weeks between games, what's like the the number when you're not rusty? Well, and you're also saying like, uh, wh- whatever with it, especially with Jalen Hurts, like whatever, um, like percentage you downgrade him for Rust, you're probably also getting a significant benefit of like his legs are going to be super fresh, sure. right? Like. There are. It's not just a. It's not just a single variable. Absolutely, and you know, like you look in college, for instance, he there's regularly over a month between the SEC championship and the bowl game, right? And when he was, I, I know he famously got benched in the national. Oh yeah, so maybe he'll get benched now. But that Big was the game. national championship. Gardner Minshew comes in. I mean, the week before that, he he threw two touchdowns, I believe, in a win over Clemson. So it's hard for me to qualify or quantify what the rust factor is. And I think unless you were going to play every week anyways, or even just have one week off, uh, my guess is that these guys are not going to play week 18. Who knows what the plan would have been week 17. So I, I don't buy the rust argument. What I buy is the, performance argument right if he's dealing if he's playing through a shoulder injury how does that affect you i i simply don't know the answer to it and also the mental side of it are you less inclined to to run or take a hit i i don't know that either so we'll see i just think that the reason why i'm not changing their super bowl odds if you will even though literally the people who know how to do this, the odds makers change their Super Bowl odds. So I probably should. There's so much time 
between now and the playoffs. Assuming the Eagles have the first round by, and Austin Mock from The Athletic gave them a 98-plus percent chance of getting a first round by based on his model, then the Eagles are not playing a playoff game until at least a month from today. I'm looking at the calendar now on my laptop. Saturday night is January 21st, Sunday and, and Sunday is January 22nd. So they would play either the 21st or the 22nd. If Jalen Hurts does not play before then, then he would have over a month to recover. That is so injury. long away. That's insane. Exactly. So that's that's why I'm saying like there's if assuming this is an injury he can recover from, that is a really long time to recover from an injury. That's why I am not concerned. Well, let's spin this to Gardner Minshew for the for the present being. Mm-hmm. Um, because what a what a moment for Gardner Minshew this is gonna be. Um, you know, this is a guy who had one start last year. Two starts. Oh, sorry, sorry. One- yeah, one meaningful start. Yeah. Right. Um, right. One meaningful start last year. Played well. Um, it, it, it wasn't like the most perfect game, but I think by like EPA per drive, it was their best game of the season. And, you know, thought he played well. You know, we saw the video of him coming off the field. Uh, Jalen Hurts' status as the starter was not fully secured at that point. He goes into Sirianni's office and asks, what can I do to be the starter? And gets sort of rebuffed. Um you know, he goes and uh, has the living in the van uh, down by a gym uh, over the offseason, does his workouts. Kaylin Kaler last week told us that her, her understanding was that he wanted to be able to focus more on being a backup this year and agitating less for being a starter. He is a free agent to be. And he just lost um, the guy who was like a father figure to him um, in Mike Leach, who without whom, you know, he would not be in the NFL. And I think it's like, that's a reasonable thing to say. He said it. Um, He goes down on Tuesday. He gets the news that Jalen Hurts is injured and he's not sticking around because he has an obligation to go down and speak at Mike Leach's service on Tuesday. Um, He's going through all of that, all of those emotions. And he's now preparing to most likely start this game with a chance to lock up the number one seed against the, you know, hated Cowboys on the road with uh, a national audience and make a statement for potentially, you know, battling for a, a quarterback job elsewhere and getting a nice contract in the offseason. Um, like what must be going through his head as, as he prepares this week? I mean, what a story this will be. And if I can add in there, he went into Sirianni's office after the start last year and he's a free agent. That was, <laughs> wow, sorry. You know I'm, what? Like we I'm, give an, uh, an, like an emotional background and you're, this is what a role reversal. You're, you're the one taking us Committed off track. Committed to the bit. No, I, I feel it's important to solve that. Great. I, I, that, that was an outstanding outline. Honestly, that's, that's, that's what it is. And I thought it was poignant, the part about Mike Leach, because there has to be an emotional element to this, right? I, I, uh, you and I were in, the um, locker room last week speaking to Gardner when he was um, emotional speaking about Mike Leach and he spoke at the memorial service. So an emotionally charged week or two um, for Gardner Minshew and understandably so and touchingly so. Uh, You remove the emotional element of it from a football perspective. Yeah, Gardner Minshew doesn't view himself as as a career backup. And in our podcast with Kalen last week, uh, we asked about the different types of backup quarterbacks, right? And Gardner Minshew's definitely the type of backup quarterback who's not your Doug Peterson type 
who says, all right, he's a career backup. He's, he's ready. He wants to be a starter. And I mentioned, this is a class. Uh, this is a free agent class with a lot of these, or I shouldn't say a lot, a few of these types of quarterbacks who are kind of might be fringe starter backup types, right? So Gardner Minshew has a chance to really boost his stock against a good defense on a big stage. Uh, we spoke in our preseason and training camp podcast. We do a training camp podcast every day, so there's a lot of airtime to fill. And one of the topics we discussed then was, should they consider trading Gardner Minshew if, if, if there's a good deal? And the thing we always said was, this is an organization that really values backup quarterbacks, and they have it for this type of situation. I mean, it wasn't lost on me that Nick Foles was announced the starting quarterback today, right? We've seen what Nick Foles can do in relief. So I think that this is a good team, even with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And this is a big spot for Gardner, and I'm fascinated to see what he does. And I think that EJ also framed it well, too, that if you don't want to show what you would do in a playoff game, it's a different offense. Well, it's called differently. Right, yeah, Gardner. you can be so, a little bit more free. and Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Gardner, if you look at the game last year, 20 of 25, right? Um, he, uh, I think it was the most carries that Miles Sanders had all season. Was uh, he, had, he had 24 carries, went over 100 yards. Uh, Dallas Goddard had a big game, the only two-touchdown game of Dallas Goddard's career. Goddard actually uh, gave a story that, that, that you might appreciate where he said that they were in the trainer's room. Goddard was getting an IV. He was sitting there with Richard Rodgers. Minshew walks in. They knew Minshew was starting. And Richard Rodgers said, you know, we were watching you in Jacksonville. We, we loved you there. We thought you were awesome. And like they were really buttering up Minshew, and so so Goddard said that's why he was getting all the targets. That's he funny. said so he's he said he's got to give love to Rich Rod. He didn't say the name you use. Oh, he that's said funny. Rich Rod, yes. Um, yeah, and and in terms of like what's different about them, obviously, uh, he's not as athletic. That goes without saying. Um, but he can, you know, he's he's got a little wiggle to him. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna throw the ball downfield outside the numbers like Jalen Hurts does. Uh, I think he'll throw the ball down the middle of the field willingly, but it's going to be your, your, the expectation is more short game stuff, more screens, probably yeah. leaning a little bit heavier on the run game against the Cowboys run defense that uh, got carved up by the Jaguars last week. Um, so I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of like, just like EJ said, you can, you know, you can be a little bit freer with the game plan and not worry about holding stuff back. I think there's probably a little bit of like the guys on the team. It's not a hundred percent dissimilar to what happened when, when Carson Wentz went down, like they believe that it's, it's not, this is not a one man team. Like they have a lot of impact themselves into why this team is 13 and one. I think, I think they, there might be like a bit of a short-term boost. I, I, I don't think that um, it would be a surprise at all. If the Eagles go out and win this game, what are they right now? Four and a half point favorites. I think the line has dropped down to, to four and a half. Yep. So it's interesting. I see uh, there's a, a commenter who says that uh, Minshew is more myth than reality. And look, the I, mean, I can tell you he does exist. That <laughs> The uh, Minshew mania, part of that probably had to do with the personality. But the facts are the facts. 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He's won games in this league. Uh, he's not He's not a starting quarterback right now. There's there's a reason why he's, he's, he's a backup and probably over over – an extended period of time. There are things they're just, he doesn't have the strongest arm like 
the commenter said, but as as Bo said, he he can get rid of the ball quickly. You know, you adjust your game plan. 20 of 25 in that start last year, that doesn't happen by accident. He he knows where to go with the ball. And well, it was so, against a terrible defense, but yeah. No, but 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 I'm saying he's he's been sure. a high percentage quarterback in 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 his career, right? Yes. There are things that that he can do uh well and and you know Nick Sirianni's brought up the game against the Colts when he he might have had like 17 consecutive completions or or something with with uh either a great percentage or consecutive completions point being he 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 can fill this role he's one of the better backups in the, in the league and I think Eagles fans should be intrigued about him in this spot on on Saturday All right let's talk about the other side of the ball Zach because um I think this is really interesting from the same uh, perspective of like, you know, people having a little bit of, a, of an extra juice to look, see what they can do without Jalen Hurts. This is a really interesting test for the Eagles defense. Mm-hmm. Um, an Eagles defense that ranks, I think, I think they dropped to what seventh in, in DVOA now, but um, still top five or, you know, top five periphery. Um, they've been good all year, but they haven't, played a ton of great quarterbacks again. They haven't played a ton of great offenses. And so like, how does this defense um, with the, you know, with the playoffs in mind, um, like you're wondering if, if they can be the team to get the, the, the side of the ball to carry them at some point. I think there's an expectation that, that they should be able to do that in this game. Um, and now it's a very good Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD lamb is going to be moved all over the place. I'm curious to see uh, if the Eagles are going to have anybody follow him or if they're going to just let, say, Avante Maddox stick with him inside when he's inside. Um, I'm curious to see what they do at safety. Reed Blankenship uh, seems like he'll be ready to play. Is he the full-time starter? Is he in a rotation with Avante Maddox similar that we saw last week? I think that probably would be my guess, is that you want Avante Maddox to play as many snaps as possible. And so you have Reed Blankenship in non-base and then Maddox in base. Uh, But I'm curious to see what they do there. Uh, These linebackers, how do they do in coverage? And against uh, a Cowboys offensive line that is better now than it was the last time these two teams played each other because Tyron Smith is there now. Um, Can this pass rush, which we talked about after the Bears game, being a playoff caliber game-wrecking unit, can they do it? against against Dak Prescott. They can. Now, Cowboys are nothing. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys are a good team, right? I I I was going to say they're nothing to overlook. There's a reason why they're favored in this game. And it is a tough matchup and they can really run the ball well. Uh the Eagles pass rush has has been lights out and as I as as you pointed out on the post game show, what five of their six sacks were in third downs, right? I believe that's and, it. And it's Four harder, it's harder to get into third and passing situations when you have two running backs who can, you know, get you into third and shorts, right? Or get yeah, you this chunk is the, plays the on number the five rushing offense by DVOA against the number twenty rushing defense by yeah. DVOA. So that's the thing. So much of the effectiveness of this pass rush is because of the way they play on earlier downs, and I think it's going to be harder on earlier downs against a Cowboys team that uh, has run the ball fairly consistently this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm really curious to see how that matchup goes. And Dak Prescott did not play in that first game. I know Dak Prescott has been a 
turnover-prone quarterback this year. We all saw the end of the Jaguars game. But he can still hurt you, right? And so, yeah, I, I, I think this is a huge test for the defense. And it's a game that I think we'll, we'll say a lot because if, if you look at where the Eagles are weakest, you can say it's, it's, their, it's their run defense, right? They're weakest on defense. That run defense has been better in recent weeks. But what I would also point out is they were going up against run offenses that you're not worried about their passing game, right? They can go into the Titans game saying, let's stop Derrick Henry. They can go into the Bears game saying, let's focus on this ground game. If you are so focused on taking away power to Elliott, then Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup can beat you. So that's why this is an intriguing matchup. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. And if, like, let's say... The Cowboys have a really good game offensively. Let's say the Cowboys win this game like, I don't know, 33-21 or something mm-hmm. like that. And the Eagles beat the Saints next week. It's fine. They clinch. They still get the one seed. But in terms of like the last meaningful game against a good team, the defense has a, a bit of a, you know, not stinker, but a, a down game. I think you're you're a little bit worried going into the playoffs about how they're going to do against another good offense whenever they get there in the divisional round. That's fair. That's that's fair because what this team has done, and to their credit, is they've beaten up on teams they should beat up, right? But in the playoffs, you don't play those teams. So unless there's a Giants upset in the opening round and, and you see the Giants in round two, you're you're going to see the Cowboys most likely. That's the most likely scenario, seeing the Cowboys. So if the Cowboys move the ball consistently on Saturday night, one would think they can move the ball consistently on January 21st or January 22nd. Okay. Um, I know that we are uh, already over an hour in and we haven't even gotten to Swooper. Uh, I'm sorry to Marissa for that. But, Zach, <laughs> is there anything else from the locker room over the past couple of days or uh, coordinator press conferences that we had today or Sirianni yesterday that, that you think is worth discussing? I, I, th- I think we hit it on the head. All big themes that we will address in the coming weeks. The, the, the one thing we should probably speak to with the with the press conferences and with the Hertz injury that we didn't get into, and we don't have to take ten minutes here, but 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 we can do it in three to five minutes. Is this is a major debate? On, First time <laughs> on talk radio in the city, people. You know, I'm getting text messages from fans about this, uh, which is the way the Eagles are using Jalen Hurts. Okay, and Bo had the numbers um, the other day in terms of the. Designed runs versus the scrambles versus the kneel downs. Uh, they still ran him quite a bit, and like we said on the show, they it would, you know, they did not hand the ball off to Miles Sanders, uh, talking as frequently as they should have. The coaching staff has admitted that, but the coaching staff has essentially said, um, and, and I'm speaking in circles here. There's the game plan against the Bears, which makes sense when the Eagles say the. The Bears were giving them matchups against these these corners. The Eagles had two 100-yard receivers. They thought they could pass the ball. That's a separate question than the amount of times you run Jalen Hurts, the quarterback-centric running game. And, well, and, and Sirianni said that that's similar in that, you know, they ran a lot of reads, and the Bears' strategy was to make Jalen Hurts keep it. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you have to do it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so so what I was, I, I was going to say is that I agree with Nick Sirianni in that they're 13 and one with one of the best offenses in the NFL because they play this style. Jalen Hurts' running ability and the threat of Jalen Hurts running the ball. 
And I also don't think that um, because Jalen Hurts runs the ball, he's more at, he's he's more prone to get injured. When he was injured last year, it was in the pocket. Lamar Jackson's last three injuries haven't occurred when he's been running. It's been a, he it's it's occurred when he's either throwing or there was a snap over his head in the playoff game a few years ago. He got a concussion from that. Um, and I I I've spoken to people about this, and the logic makes sense that when you are running, you're usually seeing the hit as opposed or preparing for the hit as opposed to when you're in the pocket and you're getting sacked on the blind side or someone rolls up on you. It's a different situation. But there are where I disagree with the Eagles is that there are times when they are running these zone reads or these RPRs, however you want to frame them, and it could just be an inside zone play to Miles Sanders, right? You have a good offensive line. You have a good running back. You can trust Miles Sanders to get consistent yardage, and you don't need to run the zone reads as often as you do. And I still think because you've done it enough this year, because of the threat of Jalen Hurts doing it, defenses are still going to have to account for the possibility that he runs. Yeah, I just think that like everything is a little bit contextual with this. And the week that you're playing in three degrees and – it's a notoriously bad field and you're, you know, whatever it was, nine point favorites. That's probably not the week that you need to really pound Jalen Hurts as a runner. Um, that's really, that's really it. And you're also, you know, three weeks away from the playoffs. I think it's different than, you know, you got a, you got a division game in week seven. Let's make sure, let's make sure we win this game uh, and get whatever we can out of Jalen. I just think a little bit more situational awareness would have been helpful in that game. And I also don't think that um, it's quite as binary as saying like it's easier to, to get injured in the pocket because the more times you get hit, the more likely you are to get injured, right? Yeah. It's just a it's a it's a pure numbers thing. Sure. Um, so that's okay. all. All right, let's take a little break. Back with Super. Uh, you got about uh, you know two minutes left to submit some Super submissions to Marissa, and we'll be back and uh, you know have some fun. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Dennis, it just ruined Zach's weekend. Super. <laughs> All right, Bo, Zach, and Marissa back on Burns with Friends. Marissa, coming off a W. She's at two. Zach's at four. I'm at eight. Marissa, I think you're muted. Um, how you feeling? You ready to back this bad boy up? I'm ready. Um, uh, you know, I, I need to keep winning. So hopefully this is the start of a streak. You have 28 turkeys with which to bid. Zach has 18. Okay. Mortgage his future a little bit. I have 47 after the uh, okay. despicable display last week. I believe, Zach, it is your turn to lead this bad boy off. Then me, then Marissa. Devontae Smith reaches 1,000 yards receiving. He needs 99 yards to do so. Mm. I wish I had looked at this and added my prediction. One. Next week, I'm going to send Marissa a closed envelope of three predictions for Zach's <laughs> okay. scoopers. Two. Three. 99 yards with Gardner Minshew, a quarterback. Cowboys defense banged up. We should have said that earlier um, pretty significantly. Landon Leighton Vander Esch is going to be out for this game. Their secondary has been uh, pick onable of late. We'll see. I don't. I don't see a huge game from Devontae Smith. Ninety nine yards. Three going once. Three going twice. Marissa's got it. Okay. Um. Jalen Hurts and Ian Book play the same amount of snaps. One. Somebody made the suggestion that um, the person who throws the, their thing out should start the bidding. I think I think that's a fair. That way we don't. There's we're skipping in a little extra beat. So from now we're on. One. No, no. From now, so I well, you could say on. I'll start the bidding at three if you want, but you got to the 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 person who throws it out has to bid at least one. I think is a fair. Oh, you can't add that now. Uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I I think it's yeah. a good suggestion. Okay, yes. I'll throw it out to the room. Zach, he's just coming up with new rules. Maybe, no, that was a listener suggestion. I think that's a good suggestion. So yeah, that's a if good you suggestion. don't if you don't want to do it this week, we can say starting next yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two. Two going once. Three. Four. Five. Six. Six going once. Seven. Seven from Mr. 18 Turkeys. Seven going once. You're going to have it. Sold to Zach. No, 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 no. You got to go say going twice. Okay. <laughs> Seven going twice. Eight. You sure? You- Are you? <laughs> it's good. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. He's just trying to bid me up. up. Yeah. 
That was good. Okay. Eight going eight once, going eight going one. twice. Sold. Oh, now he speeds through it. <laughs> that was good, Zach. You got him up on a lot. Thank you. Because who knows? Ian Book could. Someone said Ian, Ian Book yeah. Wildcat snaps coming incoming. I hope that's true. I, I like Ian Book. Nice guy to speak with. I agree. Okay. An Eagles pro bowler scores the touchdown. Ooh, that's a good one. So you got one. Now alternates don't count. Um, yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be a pro okay. bowler. Yeah. All right. So AJ and Miles. You're looking at AJ or Miles. Or, or a defensive player. More defensive yeah. player. By the way, the entire offensive line and starting defensive line and Brandon Graham is at least is is either a pro bowler or an alternate. I mean, if you're talking about building along the lines, Zach. Mm-hmm. This is a good night for Howie Roseman. When isn't it a good night for Howie Roseman? <laughs> I said one. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Seven going once. Seven going twice. Sold to Marissa. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Someone said when he doesn't have pizza for Howie Roseman. Howie and I oh, that's good. Sh- share this much in common. We both really like pizza. We've 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 discussed pizza in the past. It's uh. He's, he appreciates pizza. He appreciates good pizza. <laughs> no sell by Bell. I want you. I sort of want you to keep like digging that hole. I want to hear more. There's there's more, but nothing we need to get on with the pod. Let's 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 roll okay, here. Well, you're the one who brought it up. All right. I was we engaging. Got? I was engaging our audience as, as we should do, frankly. <laughs> Okay, there's a little spiciness on this pod between the two of you today. I don't know. No, what I think it it's is, all good natured. Yeah, it's all good natured. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big Bo fan. I was I was raving about him at dinner with to my wife. <laughs> wow, I'll take that. That's very nice. Okay, Ready. I'm a big Zach fan also. I was oh. also raving at dinner uh, about Zach to his wife. <laughs> Wait, real quick about what being yeah you know, saying the 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 line about engaging with the fans is every time when I'm. When I say to Bo, we should have like a mailbag episode. I was like, a mailbag. Yeah, episode. you're right. Like the, oh, like we that. should do that. I mean, he's he's that's like fine. that's like that's that's so. I mean, a Bo doesn't like anything that that's that seems like easy to form. You know, it has to be like a creative yeah. There has to be a degree of difficulty, which is unnecessary. I agree with that <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. well, hopefully, have an extra week built in. That would sure. be great. So for that'd be a good mail. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Sin is. Brandon Graham reaches double-digit sacks for the season. This is a regular auction, but the winner gets to keep this item throughout the rest of the regular season Ooh, I love that. if needed and will get a point on the week it, that it happens, whichever week that may be. Shout-out to loyal listener Sunset Shaz for this idea. Oh, I love that idea. So basically, like... If it happens, you're getting it. And I would like now to the, do, do, clarify but, it says regular season. And this you're paying it all now. 
Yeah, it's not a it's not a recurring payment every week. Yes, gets this item throughout the rest of the regular season if needed, and we'll get a point on the week that it happens, whichever week that may be. Okay, and Brandon Graham is at eight and a half, so he needs a, a one and a half sacks. One. Four. Five. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Ooh. Thirteen. Three games left. Thirteen going once. Fourteen. Wow. 14 going once. 14 going twice. You got it. Okay. Good for you. I was honestly trying to bid you up, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? This could be. I wanted to, I wanted to get it, but it's irresponsible for me to spend 15 turkeys at this point. Well, I'm rooting for it. A lot of turkeys. I know, but you've only got four left now. Yeah. All right. I got three items already. You do. Zach, it's up to you. Okay, so uh, this one is similar to the, to the last one, um, but it's only for this week, okay, which is uh, an a, a eagle reaches double-digit sacks in this game. So that would be either Josh Sweat or that would be Brandon Graham. I mean, Fletcher Cox could, in theory, have four sacks to uh, reach it, but, but Sweat needs, a, needs, needs one sack or a half a sack. Brandon Graham needs one and a half sacks. Four. I'm out. Back. Four going once. Five. Four going twice. Half sack for his Josh Sweat. Five going once. Five, Five. going twice. Sold to Zach. Yes. <laughs> So glad that you got that, Zach, because I'd be rooting for mine, but I wouldn't be rooting for it because then Bo would get it. Okay. Uh, the Eagles play a season low percentage of 11 personnel. Uh, right now, that is 57%, which was actually against the Cowboys in week six. And we talked about some of the reasons. Uh, why they may lean a little bit more into multiple tight end sets to help the running game this week without Jalen Hurts. So I will bid one. One going once. One going twice. Two. Two going once. Two going twice. Sold to Zach. I don't like that one, but I don't want you to get it for one. Okay. Yeah. You're up. I'm up. Yes. Dallas Goddard ties or exceeds his career high for touchdowns in a game or his career high for yards in a game. Hmm. Exceeds. Ties or exceeds. Oh, ties or exceeds. Okay. So two touchdowns would do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 135. Hmm. I, that's what I saw quickly. Don't quote me. Okay, I'll say one. Two. 
I'll say three. Two touchdowns. That feels doable. I'm out. Three going once. Three going twice. Sold to the man with the turkeys. I'm down to 36. Zach's got 11. Marissa's got four. Is it okay for you guys to filibuster for 10 seconds? I'm going to hop out and back in because my my video is not in sync with my audio and it throws me off. Yep. Sure. Uh, did Michael make it? To the Pro Bowl? No. <laughs> oh, it's because he it's because he it, wasn't eligible because the hearts, injured yes. reserve thing. Yes. Yeah. He did vote, um, which I thought he put a lot of thought in his voting. Okay. Um, yes, I thought that was very interesting. Probably more thought than most people. I'd love to know what his offensive line ballot was. Well, he didn't. He doesn't get to vote for the NFC. Um, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was very curious who, which Eagles he was going to pick, but he told me he doesn't get to vote for it. Oh, that's but, interesting. Um, I actually didn't and know And he can't vote for his own teammates. Oh. Um, yes. Would he be so. willing to reveal his O-line ballot? I'm sure he would. Oh, that's so that's so interesting to uh, me. Oh, I don't know if he's listening. He's he's been very into playing um this FIFA game that he got. But, oh, love um, of we'll FIFA. We'll see if he's listening. Big test. Um. Well, I mean, this is this episode has been going on for a very long time in his defense. Yeah. Um. And I had a pod before this, so he's been like mm. probably really game and hard in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I had a FIFA theory this week. Uh. I, I was speaking to someone who who knows quite a bit about soccer, and I I was saying anecdotally, so many of the the players that I'm around play FIFA, and it's so popular that I would imagine in ten years maybe, however long, there's the soccer players in the United States are are going to have a degree of creativity that they didn't have ten years ago or twenty years ago because of FIFA, similar to the way uh, probably us and our listeners understand clock management uh, or game strategy in football better than some like veteran coaches because of the amount of times they've been in those situations in Madden. Is, is that a crazy theory? I don't think it's crazy. I think that uh, I don't think that's where you would get your creativity from a soccer Okay. Perspective. Though. I think you. Yeah, I think you get that creativity by growing up and having a ball at your foot okay. at four years old. And I just like, mean there's gonna be an understanding. But the spatial. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's gonna be. An I mean, understanding. It's been around uh, long enough for it to have made that kind of difference. I think. But I think the past yeah. decade, it's really when when when. I think when I did. We an, were... I think I did a uh, one of my very first wolf wolf stands when I still worked for the Eagles website was with Jeremy Macklin about FIFA. But when when we were in high school. Where there was was FIFA popular? Yeah, but it wasn't. Okay. I mean, it wasn't as high quality of a game. Okay, but yeah. Um. But so my text for, back. My text back I got was "huh?" question mark Which mm. he failed. He's not watching. He says he's watching now, but. Um, <laughs> Michael, we want to know what your ballot was. Your O line ballot. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was, he put a lot of thought into it. He really like didn't just pick favorites. So, but he only gets to vote for the AFC. And I don't know what percentage is like fan vote. I think a majority it's a third, is fan right? vote. Oh, a third? I thought okay. it was a third, a third, and a third. Am I wrong about that? that? Coaches, players, fans? Probably so. I I, okay. I don't know. I have to look it up. Oh, now you're the one who's poo-pooing the Pro Bowl. <laughs> All right. What do we got from Danis? Okay. That was a good filibuster. Thank oh. you. Okay. There's a lot of stuff written on here. Lots oh, of colors. Goodness. The item. The third... 
the third official Miles Sanders carry of the game occurs on Eagles official offensive play number X, where X has to be greater than or equal to the lowest bid for this item, but less than or equal to the winning bid. Okay. Sealed bid first price auction. <laughs> All three players privately write down their bids and then reveal them at the same time. The highest bidder wins the item and pays their own bid. The other two players do not pay anything. Note, even though the losers do not pay anything, their bids still matter because the item itself is based on all of the bids. The higher, the higher, the lowest bid, the less valuable the item is for the winner. If there's a two-way tie for the highest bid, flip a coin to determine who wins the item. Only the winner pays their bid. If there's a three-way tie, do a random drawing to determine who wins the item. Only the winner pays their bid. It's the third carry? The third His official third Miles Sanders carry of the game occurs on the Eagles' official offensive play number X. Now, official X carry means that it means that a, a, a penalty won't count. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Crowdsource in the chat here. What do you think I should do? I have I, no, no idea. I, mean, I barely engage the, the item. I want to engage the audience. Yeah. No, that's okay. not engaging the audience. That's cheating. It's not cheating. It's it's phoning a friend. It's that cheating. Is... Okay. <laughs> All right. Everybody ready? We, everybody understands the rules here. Not really, to be fully honest. Official play where X has to be clear. Yeah, so his third carry has to be you you need it to be the Eagles number play between the lowest bid and the highest bid. And you're okay. paying the highest bid. Obviously. Okay. I'm winging this. All right. Hold on. Okay. Everybody Three. ready? Three, two, two one. One. Damn. All right. <laughs> well, Mercy, you literally can't win it. Uh, for the audio. I think uh, I got game theory. Zach had zero. I had zero. Marissa had two. It's going to be hard for Miles Sanders to get his third carry on the second. Okay, I didn't understand. Can I at least do three? No, because you were going, I mean, you were going for a low, but unfortunately, no, we can't change the rules. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just wasted two turkeys. You wasted two turkeys. I was so confused. And Zach cheated by taking the advice of the chat. Yeah, I have like 12 tabs open here, Zach. I couldn't see the chat. I, I kidding. There's no excuses. I could have been better. I'll learn from it. No, it... Also, I I typically go with zero on most. Uh, um, uh, you know, I could have. Things. I thought about going high and guaranteeing the point, but it wasn't worth my turkeys. Because <laughs> so, Michael Texas, that was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. That was my blonde. Well, I don't think it wasn't that you didn't understand. It's just that you no, got. I, you, well, I didn't want to do. I didn't have many turkeys to waste, right. and I was gonna do three. I didn't want to do four. Yeah. And then for All some right. reason, I held up a two. Oh, well. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach gets, gets me again. Your proposal. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, but last week it worked out for you on the punt. So maybe they'll they'll find a way this time. Yeah. <laughs> Gardner Minshew has a passer rating of at least 100. One. Two. Three. Four. 
Okay, okay, back to the other one. You guys could have had numbers, so it wouldn't be yeah. that stupid. No, it wasn't that stupid. It wasn't stupid at all. Don't worry. Mercy, I also think Mercy, like you are great. Don't worry. I could <laughs> have I could have bid like twenty. Okay. Uh, to guarantee the okay. point, but it wasn't worth. I was thinking, yeah. oh wow, I bid like two, and he had to do three carries. Right. But, right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. We're at four. Five. Five going once. Five um, going twice. Six. Once. Bo, you're on mute. You're on mute. Uh, sold. Zach for six. <laughs> oh, now we got to filibuster because Bo's got to fix himself a little. So I, I will say that uh, before we started this tonight, Marissa, I had planned on doing ones that were not were very unlikely to hit. Yeah. Right. So I, I had considered doing, for instance, AJ Brown sets. It's good. Eagles. First, this and the same way it started. Okay. So, so Bo, I was, I was telling Marissa that when we started this tonight, I had planned on doing things that were unlikely to hit. Right. Mike quick, um, you know, AJ Brown breaks Mike quick's record. He needs 208 yards. That was in the day after the other day, different things that I thought were improbable, that's because Bo has the turkey advantage. But I also thought, look, it's the holiday season. People are paying attention to this game because I, I we've we've received nice messages from people who play this at home, right? They they do this with their friends. Uh, I do, I do want to give realistic ones, so so that's why. Um, but I I just really strongly considered like you know, you know mm-hmm. crazy ones. Gardner Minshew is five. But you're not above ago. cheating. Cheating. I, I as you did before I didn't cheat I, I crowdsourced <laughs> but they I confirmed what I thought yeah that's yeah Work that's smarter not harder he was working smarter I agree Zach I should have looked if 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 you are watching this an hour and 42 minutes into the show you deserve <laughs> to be engaged yes. I don't know these losers you think they're gonna get engaged <laughs> ha, ha, ha. okay we're at five Oh, I thought didn't I didn't Zach get yeah. it? No, sold for six. I thought no, Zach got it for okay, six. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's got five turkeys left. You've got two turkeys left. I've got thirty six. Jesus. Okay, who's up? Me. Yes. Okay. The Eagles have more passes than runs. One. Two. I'm out. Two going one. Five. You can have it for five. It's not up to you. I have it for five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Our last one from Dennis. Okay. The Eagles win the game. Regular auction, but unlimited borrowing from next week's turkeys is allowed for all bidders. If the Eagles cover the current spread, look it up now, and everyone agree to that number, the winner's turkeys will be pardoned and refunded in full. Three possibilities. Win a point and get turkeys back. Win nothing, but get turkeys back. Win nothing and don't get turkeys back. What do you see, Zach? I see five, but it could be four and a half, depending on where you look. Uh, let's because let's go to BetMGM. Yeah, it's the official yeah. partner of The Athletic. Okay. I am pulling that up, and... 
it looks like five and a half, but let me get the the live ones here. Oh, it's easier if I just do it on my phone. Sorry to be thinking out loud here. Where do you think Miles Sanders ranks in yards from scrimmage among NFC running backs relative to since we're since he made the Pro Bowl? I, I'm looking this up on my, on my phone, so I'm not listening. Um, <laughs> At least but, the answer is. But why don't you the answer is fifth. Fifth, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, then Miles Sanders. Tony Pollard has almost 100 more yards okay. from scrimmage so, than Miles Sanders does. So, Interesting. Uh, uh, it, it, I'm sorry, it's uh, four and a half right now on BetMGM. Okay. And the over under is 47. Okay. Okay. Two. Five. Nine. Ten. Ten going once. Ten going twice. Sold to Marissa. Okay. I was kind of trying to get you up, but. I could tell. But... <laughs> I guess I got to work on my poker face. All right. So Marissa is down eight turkeys for next week. Okay. I'm going for it. But I she throw has it she has five items this week. She's got Devontae Smith has 99 yards. A pro bowler scores a touchdown. Brandon Graham gets 10 sacks, and you get that later if it happens later. So that's a good one. You're, you've got a little bit of a future investment. Uh, Miles Sanders, what's this one? Oh, this is the, the this is the one that you can't you can't yeah. literally physically possibly get. Um, <laughs> And the Eagles win the game. And if they don't win the game, but they cover the four and a half point spread, you get those 10 turkeys back. Zach has Josh Sweat or Brandon Graham gets to the 10 sack plateau. The Eagles have a season low of 11 personnel. And Gardner Minshew has a passer rating of 100 or better. Pretty good for Zach to only be spending 13 turkeys and get those three mm -hmm. things. Not bad. I have uh, Jalen Hurts and Ian Book play the same number of snaps. Dallas Goddard has, matches a career high in touchdown catches or receiving yards, and the Eagles have more passes than runs. So there you go. And I have 31 turkeys left over. Zach has five. All right, let's get to our crystal ball eagle predictions. Uh, mercifully, at this point in the show, uh, I can go first if you want, Zach. Um, I think this is I think this is going to be a fascinating game to watch. I'm really interested to see what the Eagles do from a game plan perspective on both sides of the ball. Um, I think we have sort of an idea of what they might do on offense. And I'm just I'm really curious to see how they play on defense. Um, this is a game that that probably Dallas needs more, although Dallas doesn't even need it that yeah, badly. If you just, if you, yeah. Right. Like there's a chance. Um, but I think it's, I think it's interesting. And you know, there's, they have this, we haven't talked, even talked about, it. they have the same incentive to not necessarily sure. show everything uh, in this game potentially. But, um, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I, I think the energy is going to be really like the, the Gardner thing is going to be so interesting, but I think that, um, I think the Cowboys offense is going to be able to do a few things to the Eagles defense that they, that they haven't seen before. Um, I think CD lamb does have a big game. I think Dak has a bit of a bounce back game. Um, 
I think the Eagles are going to move the ball on offense. Um, I think it could be uh, a big Miles Sanders day, but I think it's more likely that it'll be uh, like a Dallas Goddard day. Um, I think it's a close game, but I think uh, the Cowboys score a touchdown late uh, to come away with the win and leave victors by the score of we'll say 28 to 20. So you're the Cowboys winning and covering. I do. Uh, it occurred to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that the two of us have picked the Eagles to win every game this season. The Eagles also have been favored to win every game this season. Have we picked them to win every game? That's interesting. The Eagles have been favored to win every game this season. Uh, this is the first game in which the Eagles are underdogs, and I can understand why. Still, you know what? You got a few days left to get that bad boy before Christmas. Give it a plug. By the way, I appreciate everyone who has reached out. I've I've been at the post office twice in the past week, sending books out to listeners. I've signed a lot of books uh, with messages from birds with friends. Um, so I appreciate that. Some people like Swooper uh, as a thing, or like five uh, different messages like that. Uh, I get defop sometimes, so uh, you can get underdogs, emotional roads, the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles emotional roads, Super Bowl victory, anywhere books are sold. But if you want a signed copy, you can reach out to me, and uh, and, and we can work that out. Uh, I can't get it to you before Christmas anymore, but I can get it to you. Um, as uh, back to the program at hand, the Cowboys. I've been higher on the Cowboys than. I think um, some others in Philly have been this year. I think they're a good team. I think they're a dangerous team. And I think the Eagles are better. Uh, but I like the Cowboys in this spot. I agree with what Bo said. I think the Eagles can move the ball offensively with Gardner Minshew. I, I think Minshew is a capable quarterback, especially, um, you know, as a short-term solution. He's playing with good weapons around him. They have got her back. He has A.J. Brown, which he did not have last year. But uh, ultimately – I think the Cowboys' ability to run the ball, um, they're, they're playing at home. It's a short week. It's a game that, um, you know, it's emotionally charged for both teams, I imagine. And I also think even though the Eagles have said what they've said publicly, they know that they can see the Cowboys, and I don't think they're going to empty the cupboard. I really don't. As much as they say one week at a time, yada, 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 this is a team that doesn't play their starters in the preseason. This is a team that sat their guys in week 18 last year for the most part, right? When the seeding, and I, I, I know they haven't taken care of business yet, but um, this is an analytically driven organization that understands when you're 98%, when there's a 98% chance of something occurring, it's very likely that it's occurring. And so uh, I think the Eagles are going to be competitive and try to win this game. But I also don't think you're going to see their whole bag of tricks. I'm going Cowboys winning, Eagles covering. Cowboys 24, Eagles 23. Mm. How does that happen? What's is it a? How does it happen? Okay, you uh, is it is it a, is it a Cowboys like game winning field goal or is it a, an Eagles drive fails at the end? Uh, I think an Eagles drive. I I think an Eagles drive fails at the end. Mm. 
Yeah, the Eagles come up. Michael a Parsons little short knocks the ball loose at the, at the end. Yep. What a tough week for for Gardner. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. A marathon one. Uh, actually, before we go, we don't have an official announcement about this yet, but it's the holiday season. Uh, Marissa, what is our? Can you are you able to pull up? I just total... had it up actually, just checking to make sure we didn't have any new ones. Um, we have made on Cameo that we are donating all to charity. Charity to be determined by you guys, a charity in Philadelphia. Actually, the three Thank of you. us. Yeah. We're, 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 um, we're going to split it up one third, one third, one third. We discussed that at lunch today. We're telling you now. So. Uh, <laughs> to donate to the charity. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yes. we're all going to pick yeah. charities. We're, we're thinking three charities. Oh, three yeah, charities. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, $721.07. Um, Not bad. On behalf of all the sickos who have bought cameos. Thank you so much. And it is all going to go to great causes in Philadelphia. So we're very excited to do that. And we hope we, we made your birthdays, your um, masters, your, oh, what were some other ones? Uh, Christmas, very special. And I would say too, I haven't, I, I haven't run this by Bo and Marissa yet, but uh, if, if you want to get in at the current rate, I would say get in now because we might have to raise that in the, in, yeah. in the new mm. year we're, yeah so that's right think about. Yeah. yeah yes so yeah and zach's gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna decide on our charity zach's perusing the uh employee handbook to make sure <laughs> i think his suggestion he wants he wants a desant a desantis uh <laughs> thing but um, bo, bo, i'm not sure bo, that marissa and i will agree bo, to that that's ridiculous <laughs> stop, stop that, bo. okay yeah. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> i mean you are flying to florida this weekend who we know we know why. To see my family? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For EJ and Zach and Marissa, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you late on Christmas Eve. For those who Thanks don't for watch, listening and watch, for those who don't watch or, or, or listen on Christmas Eve, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday Season, and thank you for supporting us all year long. And Happy Hanukkah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. As always, we love you.